Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Off press conference of the Combine 2024. Time's yours. Yep. Uh, we'll talk about it. Uh, we'll make that decision when we need to. Right now, we're just one step at a time. Well, you know, number one, I would say is I've had a chance to be around Bobby for a number of years, and and that interview has taken place over a number of years, not just not just one uh, sit down. So, um, you know, Bobby's always been a, a highly energetic young coach, um, comes from a coaching family and a, and a coaching background, and um, you know, it's always impressed with Bobby's curiosity about the game, offensively, defensively as well, obviously, and then. He's got a vision for what and how he sees the defense, not only now, but also also moving forward. Well, yeah, anytime you can, I mean, continuity is, is certainly important, but there, but there's some, some good things that come with some newness as well, to your point of some new ideas, some, hey, you know, look, look at what we've done. It has been it has been good. Can it be better, right? And so you always want to go into the into those meetings with an open mind and and a growth mindset of hey, you know, you get an outside person's perspective at least a little bit on hey, what, what else is going on out there that you may know of? Some of which um, some of the new coaches are from college as well, so that'll off, offer another dimension to us. Sure, kind of along those lines, how do you Me specifically, well, you can always you can always improve. I think that's where you start. You know, you you start with yourself and say, hey, what could I have done better? And um, you know, I, I thought defensively we performed uh, well overall through managing some through injuries. Um, um, but so you're always trying to gain six inches on every play to make sure, hey, how could I have gotten us a little bit closer to the ball, a little bit closer to the play? So, um, you know, I'm very confident myself as a play caller, very confident myself as a defensive coach, uh, to your question. And um, so I'm, I'm excited to see where this goes with Bobby and I tied at the hip here. Sean, the competition committee, how did that come about? You know, why did you decide uh, how it came about is a better question for the league. I'm not really sure how that gets kind of that soup gets uh, gets put together every year. But uh, I got received a call from Troy Vincent um, a few weeks ago, and um, it was actually a, a text the night before that 
uh, that I saw and a little bit of me, my heart started going a little bit because I'm like, hey, what, what, you know, what didn't we do the right, uh, do right? But um, the next morning then we got on the phone and, and then he offered the, uh, <clears throat> the invitation on joining the committee and I was honored, number one, and, and uh, humbled by it. And um, I just took a minute or two to ask, hey, what does it entail? Because I'm sensitive to spending as much time as I can with our team and, and the things that revolve around our organization. And uh, we went through that for uh, a few minutes, like I mentioned, and, and then I decided to, uh, uh, to, uh, to accept the invitation. So I'm honored, like I said, and received a, a great tesk, te text excuse me, from Bill Polian a few days ago. And, um, I mean, Bill is Bill is Bill. He's a legend, right? And and so he served on the committee years ago. And uh, the words he used with me were be uh, that he felt like were important years ago. I believe are important and make a lot of sense. And and he said, be a guardian of the game. And um, I think that's that's important, right? It, it it's it's easy for one to go into these meetings and say, well, this is what's important for the Buffalo Bills, or this is what's important for my team. If you're if you're Mike Tomlin or, or whoever else is in there, um, but that's not the job. The job description is to do what's best for the overall league and growing the game, and growing it the right way. Uh, it was good. Uh, it was uh, about seven hours of, of meetings uh, yesterday. This uh, about five hours probably, and then we had a uh, our first set of meetings. I think it was about a week or two ago. So. Uh, it's been very interesting, uh, very educational at the same time, and getting a chance just to be around the different parties that come in there, the different groups, uh, whether it be uh, health and safety or, or officiating or what have you. Uh, I'm learning the cadence, right? Uh, learning the cadence, learn, learn, learning where I fit in and, and, uh, and when to speak and, and when to listen. And so I think that's just part of the first, kind of the rookie campaign at this point. Uh, no. Well, Micah, I think that just say the word Micah around Buffalo and, and people smile, right? He's had a, a huge impact on our organization, a huge impact on the community. He's a class act around not only Buffalo, but the NFL. I can't say enough good things about Micah Hyde. Yeah, we haven't visited that specific topic to this point. Uh, my stance on the push play is um, that uh, whatever the league decides is the best thing, um, that's what we'll do. So I've just been one over the years, not just because I'm on the committee now, but I'll give, I'll voice my my opinion on it and what I feel like is best for the game, and then and then we adjust as as needed. Sean, can you give us an update on um, Tre'Davious and Matt Milano? Yeah, both uh, both doing well, uh, both working extremely hard, um, and um, I mean I see those guys almost every day. Um, sometimes more than others, just based on their rehab schedule or their doctor's appointments. Um, sometimes they fly out for a doctor's appointment elsewhere, but um, but those two have both been working really hard. Uh, when I left, Trey was was Matt wasn't at the current time, but I've been in and out obviously so. No, I, I don't. I don't. Um, so just it's more of like we're, we're in the cadence right now, myself and Nate with, as well as Brandon with, 
um, hey, check in one week, you know, one week, get a new, a new update the next week and, and how things are going, how they're both trending or, or any player for that matter that's, that's had off-season surgery or, or what have you. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's high level competition, right? It's high level football, and and um, I think that's exciting for for the NFL. It's exciting for fans. Um, you know, we've been able to to win it the last four seasons, and I think that says a lot as well. Um, this season came down to the last game, which was uh, I think a great game to watch if you were a fan um, from an exciting standpoint. And and so um, yeah, the league continues to to evolve and grow the AFC East, the AFC, the AFC overall. We know what Kansas City has done. We know what Cincinnati and some of the other teams are capable of doing as well. So, um, again, extremely proud of what we've been able to accomplish to this point with more work to be done. You know, it's like, it's like anything else. When you take over um, and you take over on a was it seven eight game ba- you know number number count or game count whatever it was you're able to do some things but you're not really able to do everything you want to do and so I think you probably saw some of what Joe wants to do but not all of it naturally and and so we were able to add a, an offensive staff member with uh, with Ronald Curry there that Joe has a history with as well so that that comfort level was important for Joe and for us moving forward here and and so I'm excited about that and. And um, excited to see also um, some of the evolution of our offense uh, this offseason, to your point. And, um, you know, not, too, not also, though, getting too far away from what's, what's been good for us and what's been good for Josh. I was pretty aware of, of, of RC. Um, I mean, that's, all, that's a lot of what you heard about, right, was... And, and you hear and you hear about a lot of the the talent that's over in that Tidewater Chesapeake area, and and he was he was certainly a big name. Um, my my roommate um, was from that area as well, and played at Deep Creek, which is which is near Hampton. Did you watch the Super Bowl? And what was your takeaway after you saw Patrick? <clears throat> um, yeah, I did watch the Super Bowl. Um, as hard as it is to to watch it, I think it is it's a necessary evil. Um, because you can learn from it and um, um, listen as much as you want you know we want to be there I want to be there our fans want us to be there um, you know you have to respect what what they've been able to accomplish and how they've been able to do it um, high level of play high level of leadership high level of execution what did you learn <laughs> uh, I don't think you can boil it down in just one word or one sentence um, but just what I shared a just with you, with the with the the execution, the level of play, the level of um, just competitiveness overall, the level of leadership. Um, uh, I've been mostly impressed with those three areas. When Patrick Mahomes gets the ball in overtime, you go, see, see how this plays. Well, I mean, he's, he's yeah. I think everyone around the league now knows that, right? Uh, we've experienced that. Um, we've also been on the winning side of that too, um, so he's he's as tough as there is out there. Um, whether it is overtime or the start of the game, he's he's as good as there is, and that's that's why he's winning the Super Bowls he has. Sean, at the end of the year, you and Brandon will talk about explosive plays. I 
know you talked about some data that suggests explosive things on drives, player acquisition, now the evaluation process is being ongoing. Are you still in the mindset that that's an area you'd like to kind of focus on and improve? Offensively with explosive yes, plays? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I think you, you've got to be able to get the ball either thrown down the field or you've got to be able to complete it short and then have it run down the field, whether it's via rack or, or throwing the ball down the field and, and completing it on deeper, on deeper passes. So, you know, the, the game's changing a little bit too, though, with defenses going to more split safety looks and more zone versus man. And so it's kind of forcing quarterbacks or offenses to be a little bit more patient at times. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, so the value of of rack is important. Then, right? If you're gonna sh if you're gonna throw it short, you better be able to take it from five to fifteen or to fifty. Um, and I think that's an important piece as well. Yeah, I mean that's a great question. I feel like overall, you know, playing the safety position is different than playing any other position on the field. Um, not only do you have to be able to play the position, but you've got to be able to um, lead and communicate back there and be able to see the game big picture and then be able to cut it down to a smaller picture. And that doesn't always occur at all those other positions on defense. So um, it's uh, for us, you know, it's a position I've played and, and have experience coaching. And I think um, that's the value of one of the values of Bobby as well. He's he's coached it at a high level, and and so being around the great safeties we've been fortunate to be around as coaches, Micah, Jordan, Brian Dawkins, um, over the years, Quentin Michael, Michael Lewis. I mean, the list goes on and on, right? Kurt Coleman. I mean, I'm going to leave some out that I'll probably get a text that I didn't mention here, but um, it just you're fortunate when you're a coach and being able to coach those players because you learn things from them as well that you carry forward in your career. excited is he at the proposition of maybe calling the defense and what characteristics has he shown you that when that day comes where you give him that responsibility he showed you that he can do it well number one you've got to be able to think on your feet you don't have the ability to sit at home and hey rewind that play and uh, and then make a call right so you've got to be able to quickly process down and distance personnel situation in the game what has happened before that play, what could happen after that, what you're setting up perhaps. So there's a lot of things that go into it. There's, listen, there's a lot of position coaches that have not um, gone on to become great coordinators because uh, of the inability to process all that information uh, at a moment's notice. So it's an acquired trait, or excuse me, it's either habit or you can acquire a little bit of it. Um, but I think Bobby's got it, but it remains to be seen. Um, to some extent as well. It's a projection on my part. But I love the fact that Bobby has um, has the ability to see the game in two dimensions, right, two and three dimensions, because that's an important piece of this. He's coached two levels of the defense. The only one he hasn't coached is the defensive line. And But yet when you work with the linebacker position, you're working in some ways with the defensive line with run fits and, and stunt, working off of stunts and games uh, up front. So... Um, I think Bobby's done a good job of that, and I'm, I'm excited to watch him grow into this coordinator role as well. You know, um, like Micah, um, Jordan has been um, just instrumental in our success and, and the growth of our organization, our team, our defense. Um, can't say enough good about Jordan, just like Micah. Um, and usually when I say one, the other one comes to mind as well. And so 
Um, I think Jordan, for us, has been a player, uh, among other things, that probably to me that stand out. His, his toughness, his mental and physical toughness is what, to me, rises to the surface when he's out there for us versus when, when, when he's not in terms of the toughness of our overall defense. Um, I think Jordan does a great job of, of driving that. I know it benefited your team in the playoff game, but do you think the touchback rule was too punitive, fumble through the end zone, too punitive to an offense? There's been a lot of talk about that. Yeah. Think, well, I'm on the committee now, so I can't really say. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's certainly, it certainly uh, benefited us in that situation, but it is something that you try and teach and you try and coach it as well. Hey, if you're going to reach, you're only reaching on fourth down, right? And so I'm not saying that, suggesting that that's easy, uh, but that's the coaching point uh, for our players. And, um, and so, you know, again, we'll, we'll do what's best for the game and, and uh, we'll see how all that works itself out. Yeah, that's important. Um, you know, these these new ideas, these fresh ideas, and kind of a new set of eyes, a little bit at least from a different angle. I think that's important, but also um, trying to develop them, um, sharing some things that um, some some mistakes that I've made over the years as a coordinator, and and uh, some areas that I think are important to developing as a coordinator. So. It's all part of developing staff and developing, in this case, uh, our play callers. Brandon mentioned at one point, very excited to speak to a Brady and Bobby Babbage go against each other's training camp. What do you think that'll be like, just kind of the energy they both bring? Yeah, that will, it'll be interesting. Um, they're both fiery guys, which I love. I, I love that um, about them, because I think what happens is when you're a certain way, that personality bleeds into your unit, right, that you're coaching. Uh, or your position that you're coaching. And so I want our players to have that fire. I want our players to have that person, that type of personality, that energy daily. And Joe has that. I mean, right when Joe took over, it was like he was in my office, bang, he was out, and he was going to work. And, and Bobby's the same. You've been in these meetings all these years with prospects this week in the combine. Is there anything that you take specifically, maybe even as recently as Dalton, you know, Cyrus, two guys that came in and had a big role for you early on from those interviews this week that Well, I think as a scouting staff, and Brandon does a good job, like, but even for me as a coach, right, you, you try and learn from your successes, right, Dalton in this case, Saibo, uh, um, and you say, hey, what was it about them, right, and their DNA that allowed them to come in and play and play early, but also play well, and then you try and, 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 and not, you know, no two people are exactly alike, but you try and use some of those traits and say, hey, this is what we need going forward right um because it is important i mean it's a it's a young man's game right now with the amount of rookies that are playing and playing um impactful snaps around the league not just for us but around the league and we need our young players to come in and be ready to play and able to play and and so i think that's an important piece of it for us here that these interviews uh, we really we really get to the bottom of who these who these players are not just as players but who they are as as people um, and, and their DNA. Sean, with Eric Washington going to Chicago, do you anticipate anybody getting that assistant head coach title or who kind of absorbs those duties? Uh, yeah, not yet. Um, open to it at some point, but 
Uh, I thought Coach Washington did a, did a great job and happy for him and his family. He's going to do a great job in Chicago, and um, that's part of, part of it, right? And, and so, uh, but not yet. Um, yeah, I mean, it's always, it's never easy to lose your last game of the season, right? And when you're in the playoffs, you, you're, you're at a risk of doing that, right? So unless you win the Super Bowl, there's only one team that does. So um, you try and keep perspective is, is the thing I've tried to do uh, or tr tried to learn um, the older I've gotten. And um, I think perspective is important. But then also, um, again, you, you're, you go back and you look and you, you take an objective approach to, to everything, you know, and... and and you turn over every stone to make sure that we're doing things right. Um, we're putting ourselves in the best position, you know, coaching-wise, personnel-wise, training-wise, weightlifting-wise, whatever it is to, to win and, and win the world championship. That's what we're here for. Outside perspective. Well, I mean, most of it's internal because that's where the <clears throat> that's where the that's where the convert most of the conversations take place uh, when you're saying. Go ahead. For myself. Well, I mean, I've, I, you start with yourself and you say, "Hey, you know, what can I do better? What what, what did I do well?" Um, and you ask every coach to do that and every player to do that, and then. Um, and then you try and look back holistically at, hey, what, what went well, right? What didn't go well? What, what do we need to change? Or what is a, uh, what was just kind of random occurrence, right? And so, um, you know, then you do look outside and you say, hey, who, who's out there that's gone through maybe some of, the, some of what we're going through? Um, you, you use other professional sports coaches in this case, right, of, hey, um, if maybe they've been in our shoes, maybe they've been in my shoes before and can share some wisdom and some advice. So you're always trying to learn and grow. So I know it was what, five, six years ago, but when, when you interviewed Josh Allen, what was the thing about him Oh, man, you're testing my memory now. Um, I just think overall the process with Josh, um, he just stood out from a – and I'll go back to, if I could, to our visit with him even, right? Um, he, had, he drove, I think it was like an hour and a half or two hours to make the appointment for us um, at dinner because he, was, he had just flown, from, flown back from somewhere else. And um, I think that just that, that act showed how important the process was to him, uh, which spoke volumes about who he was as a person at the time. Right. Hey, being on time, going out of his way to be at that dinner as close to on time as he could, I think, was a great start for him. Because, again, this is as much about who these players are as people. Most of them, if not all of them, have this skill. Right. It's more so for me who they are as people. And watching Josh go through that interview process, it wasn't easy. Um, but just some of the intangibles that that shown through, I thought were uh, were some of what separated him. In your position, when you were trying to find that great starting pattern, were there any certain traits that you were looking for when you sat down with him? Someone that was going to match the the fit and the culture of of Buffalo. Uh, that was a big thing for me. Um, 
you can see on film Josh could make the throws. He had the arm strength. He had the size. He had the measurables. Um, as we sat there with him, it was mostly the intangibles as well as the mental. How quickly could he process information? Um, I think that's that's certainly important when you're playing the quarterback position. Speaking of pen culture, what has Gabe Davis meant mm -hmm. as a young guy who became a captain and with his pending possible free agency? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Gabe was a great addition for our team. Um, just to be able to get a player in person to like that years ago through the draft process and watching Gabe on film over the years and then watching him get into our building and develop and grow and, and have an impact on our team on the field but also um, off the field as well. It's just he's an incredible human being. Um, he's done a phenomenal job for our team and um, for him to, to be voted captain this year, I think really sp uh, speaks volume of, of his impact on our team. I think you've said in the past, like, there's a certain time where you kind of ramp things up evaluating draft prospects. Yep. Do you, going into this process, take a look at your roster and prioritize any positions, like, specifically on <coughs> the defensive side, as somebody that just called the defense, maybe invest a little bit more time film-wise evaluating that? Right. Well, I think... Working with the defense this past year, I've always been involved with the defense, but not to the extent I was this year. Um, you know, and so when I think the the advantage I got out of that was I know these players, I know I know the the meeting schedule, I know how this whole thing has worked, and so um, just having a to me a like to the detail feel for the defensive players. Um, not going to have that with everyone, right? But but I think that that'll serve us well moving forward and then um, you know just overall trying to do what's best you have to know your own roster that's important right you've got to know that in order for you to make the necessary uh, adjustments moving forward or acquiring certain players because it fits together like a puzzle we've, we've said that before and um, knowing your own roster that also affects you know re-signing some of our own free agents if, if that's possible as well so um, how you put Whatever value you put on those players has got to be the right value, and uh, and that's just as important as anything. Uh, yeah, awfully weird. Um, I mean, he's when you think of the New England Patriots, that's who you think of: Tom Brady and, and Bill Belichick, um, the two names that come to my mind at least. And so um, they've had so much success there, both of them over the years and uh, and so it'll be new um, certainly wish coach well and I'm sure he'll be back at it uh, before before too long here so uh, it'll be it'll be a little bit different yeah Uh, everyone's different. I think you have to always embrace that, that each player is going to bring their own set of skills and intangibles to the equation, to the position. But having said that, I also think that when, you're, when you've been able to be around a Brian Dawkins and, and coach a Brian Dawkins, you, you take that ex what you learn from that experience and say, hey, this is, this is kind of the height, this is kind of the weight, this is kind of the skill set that, that, that I'm looking for. Uh, in that position, and not that you're going to be able to totally replicate Brian Dawkins. I'm not uh, suggesting that at all, but no different when you're when you're able to coach 
uh, a Luke Keekley or a Thomas Davis and and uh, and the and just you know you just learn from those experiences and you're fortunate as a coach to be around players like that and you're saying okay if I could take two two out of the three main traits that, th- that each one of those guys had um, so you're using that to your advantage um, to when you're looking and evaluating players to uh, to say hey I'd love to have that because that is a critical factor at that position so in the scouting world you take you can evaluate a lot of different traits right but you try and prioritize what's important the top three things at each position because when you're going into it you're not going to find at least you know down lower in the rounds you're not going to find all five that you want so what are the three most important ones or the two most important ones um, and so I think I think that's important that you know what's important to you as you're looking to f- acquire that skill. Sean, when you talk about evaluating draft prospects and looking at their intangibles, is looking at body language or reading their body language in meetings or on tape, things like that, is that, is that something that you consider or analyze when you're making those decisions? It, it absolutely is. Yeah, it absolutely is. And I've got young kids that are playing sports now that their coaches are, are I hear the co- their coaches talking to them about body language and I think that's huge um, because it's just as important as anything when you're out there um, we talk a lot about it in our building and um, you're, you're through your body language you're either adding to us or you're taking away from our environment like minute to minute and I'm judging some of your body languages right now so some of you are bored some of you are into this some of you aren't right so um, no, I think it, it's huge. Yeah. Sean, at the end of the season, you talked about the inconsistencies on special teams. Um, just the decision to keep Smiley, and like when you evaluated things after some time, yep. did you pick up on it? Maybe change to make. Well, the, you know, there were certainly some things uh, that that we can do better this this from this past season, uh, Lana, on special teams, and um, and Coach and I talked about that, and I think you know you go back through this year, but then you also go back to coach's first season uh, where the numbers were better. And so um, through two seasons, we've had one that I thought was pretty good and then one where I thought we could have done some better things, some things better there. And, and he embraces that. And and so I know he's committed to, to getting us back to where we were. And um, and so, you know, we've got to build it too to, to help him, right? We've got to make sure he's got what he needs as well. And so uh, I know that that's where the focus is right now. Well, I just felt like overall in year two, uh, overall in year one, we didn't have the kind of the negative splash plays, I'll call them, right, like we did in year two, starting with game one. So we got to get that out of our game to begin with, and I think that's a good place to start. That's good? All right. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.